0: Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together.
1: Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, ProQuickDraw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and create it in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it, too, with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started.
0: Coach Weaver, welcome to week 14 on a Motivation Monday back in the classroom.
2: Yeah, excited to be back in the classroom. Uh, had a whole track meet week. Holy cow, we had two meets. We had a Tuesday-Friday split. Um, and then we're closing in one month away from the state championship. And, uh, you know, just one of those things. It's track season, just like you are with wrestling season. It's, It's a, I don't want to say a grind, but it is consistent. It's consistent.
0: Well, we talked about being able to go on short rest last week, and uh, that's what you got to do for at least the next month, and then maybe get a recharge as we head to football season in the fall. Yeah. Uh, as you know, as we fill our summers and then head to football season in the fall. But yeah, just kind of get used to going on short rest, right?
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> you talk about short rest. We had a meet Tuesday, and then we went Friday from twelve thirty to about seven thirty eight uh, o'clock. I saw a high school kid, so Sam Kendricks, the pole vaulter. His brother, John Scott, was at this meet um, and went 16-1 which was amazing to see a high school kid go that high. But, uh, yeah, short rest, and we're back at it on Monday. Got to meet Wednesday, and just it never stops. But that's so true, though, short rest. Yeah, you
0: know, up here in Iowa in the spring, you never know what you're going to get. It's 60 degrees today, which is a pretty tolerable day usually, but then there's 30-mile-an-hour wind, and it's overcast, and it was raining this morning. It was 40 degrees and raining earlier i mean our kids ran a track meet last week where it was 40 was the high and it rained the whole track meet so Mm. yeah like it now it could be 80 this week or whatever i mean it's just kind of schizophrenic iowa a little bit in the spring but not only do you have to go on short rest but sometimes you have to go when the conditions are really tough
2: right we say that in mississippi if you don't like the weather just wait 15 minutes it'll change
0: yeah your weather change though is usually in the increase of temperatures like ours can plummet in 15 minutes but yours will increase in 15 minutes
2: yeah last week or two weeks in a row we've had like a severe weather outbreak from the weather coming from the gulf and um we're supposed to have another one this tuesday not as severe so i think we've turned in the new tornado alley almost of everything coming off the uh the gulf and y'all's cold weather coming down here it's Mm -hmm. just whatever so Anyway, um, as we head into this week, you know you hit me with a topic, and uh, we had a great conversation on the phone about this, and it's about knowing your job, doing your job and, and it's old bill uh, Bill Belichick, you know, do your job. but I think we dove into a little bit more on the phone and we'll share with our listeners of knowing your job and what it entails. And I don't know where I saw this or it was maybe a meme or maybe an email, but somebody said, um, the worst thing you could ever say to get something done is that's not my job. And as we go through this podcast, I think our listeners are going to understand a little bit more about knowing what your job is.
0: Yeah, and I think um, we're talking about being a role player, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're a leader, your job is to drive the bus. It's to put people in the right seats. It's to get people on the bus. And then eventually you got to start setting out for that destination, wherever your vision is, wherever your compass is aligned. I know the the true north is a big thing right now in leadership. Right. And so that's easy if you're a leader. What if you're not a leader? Or what if you're not in charge? Like, do you know what your role is. And I think that was our conversation last week of right. how many of our athletes or how many of our um, coaches that we have on our staff or our teachers, do they truly know what their role is?
2: And I, That, that sparks, you know, I think every head coach has a, a meeting at the beginning of the year and clearly defines roles and all that stuff. Uh, y'all probably do that. We do that, but The follow-up on making sure those jobs get done is the the piece. So we have, I think every coach on our football staff right now has been a former head coach, which is pretty cool. Um, However, with that, everybody at some point during the season, off-season, summer, spring, I think wants to scratch the itch of, I want to be the chief not the indian, right? So, I think there's sometimes that you you get caught up in that. One because we're human and we want to be in charge, but there's another piece of me and this is I swallowed this pill probably 2 years ago of uh, wanting to scratch the itch of being a head coach to now I want to be the head coach of my position. So, I want to be the head coach of the wide receivers. And I think me Going to that of, like, I I don't want to be a head coach. Uh, That's not one of my goals anymore. Um, But to be the best coach I can be for our staff and for our players um, of my position group is where it's all translated to. Whether it's me putting the game strat set up in the press box for film and practice, that's part of my job. I know what my job is. Um, Breaking down film, or I say breaking down. I don't even break down film. I just upload the film. So there's a lot of deals that go into it. And the more I looked at it, JT, I I was like, I I like what I do right now. I really, OC, no, head coach, no, I don't, I don't want that. And um, knowing the clarity that I have, that I'm comfortable being where I am. And I think that's one thing coaches have to do, JT, is like, hey, I, I need to be comfortable with what I'm doing. So, my challenge, I guess, right when we get, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, six minutes into this podcast, is you have to be comfortable with what your role is on the team, whether you're the head coach, whether you're the, a position coach, or maybe you're just a scout team coach. Yeah, and I think uh, it's, a, it's a really great question. I mean, we all have a role to play.
0: It takes a lot of people to run the village,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, everyone has different strengths and weaknesses, And so, I totally agree with that. The hard part is, can you make your head coach's job easier? Because I think that's the challenge for us, right? Like, we all, like, I take control of running backs. You've got control of the ARB down in Mississippi. Um, We try to align them with our team so that we can all achieve success, and it all kind of works together like a puzzle piece. But what about those jobs that no one wants to do? I mean, you mentioned uploading Huddle. Like, Huddle now has a camera that uploads the film while it's recording directly during the game and i don't know how expensive that is it's got to be super expensive but it's because no one wants to stay until uh, two or three in the morning and upload film right
2: right they even have a thing so, that'll break it down for you now I don't, yeah i don't know how accurate that is but yeah that may have that
0: it, it's okay i mean i think uh their statistical breakdown is pretty good their opponent breakdown is pretty good it's all about Huddle understands their price point, and it's how well how much are you willing to spend right right I think that's really interesting. and high performers, it's really important for us to know our role too. And I'm reading uh Watch My Smoke, which is a new book out by Eric Dickerson. It's his autobiography. first of all, love Eric Dickerson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he set the he was the rookie of the year in nineteen eighty three. He sets the NFL all-time rushing record for a season with 2,105 yards the next year in 84. He kind of holds out in 85. But, I mean, when I think of the 1980s, like Eric Dickerson is on the short ticker tape that's running through my mind, yep. you know, with the cowboy <laughs> collar that he kind of cut into the V, and he's got the, the face mask that Deion Sanders would make later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rec specs, number 29, <laughs> the old the, the great blue and gold from the Rams. Yeah. I mean, he's got the speed towel going. Like, there's a lot of 1980s wrapped up in just one Eric Dickerson yeah. photo—the Jerry Curl, of course—and yeah. uh, he he talks about when he was at SMU, right, and the Pony Express, and he really didn't like sharing reps with Craig James. Like, he said that we were 50-50 pretty much all the way through his time at SMU, and he and James were, were sharing the load, and he really hated that in the moment. Hmm but it actually saved his body when he went to the pros. Like he was a lot fresher because of it. And I think that's a great leadership lesson because a lot of times we get caught up in what our role is. A lot of times we're looking for a bigger role or we're trying to take on more than we're ready for. And the short of it was, I'm sure that SMU's coach wanted to give Eric Dickerson, I mean, he was the number one recruit in the country up to that point. I'm sure they wanted to give him the keys to the Cadillac and say you're going to get 40 touches a game and whatever. He wasn't ready for it. And he talks about when he got to the NFL and he finally was that person. He was responsible for about 40% of those L.A. Rams offenses back in 1984 and 85. And it took a toll on his body. And so I think it's a great know your role right your job at smu is to share the load like we've got two featured horses that we're going to each feed and then that's going to prepare you for later on in your life when your role is a little bit
2: bigger yeah that that translates a little bit to our receiving core i mean we throw it a lot and we've been every receiver has been productive in that system however this past year we had two of them They both went over 1,000 yards, but they both knew their role. Like one was a deep ball, high point. The other one was more of a, uh, we called him slant boy because he he wasn't scared to go across the middle. And I think each year you have to define that to where it's just not given. So knowing your role of what kind of receiver am I in our system? What kind of, you know... That's kind of stuff I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about knowing your role. Because everybody wants to start. Everybody wants to play every down. Everybody wants to be the point guard. Everybody wants to take the final shot. Right? I think about John Stockton. Knowing your role. I mean, he wasn't there to score. He was there to dish it to uh, call him alone. Knowing your role, though. um, Yeah, that's such an important topic in today's society where it's a me first and I got to get mine and good luck getting yours to where it's how can we as a collective make the group better? And I think that's a that's a burning question. I think coaches need to ask their players before you even start spring, you even start summer, while you're in baseball season now. Um, quick story, we're having a meeting Tuesday with our track team of how points work about knowing your role like, hey, it's okay if you don't win first place. It's okay if you finish fourth because here are the points and you doing your job and knowing your role as a hurdler, as a sprinter, and maybe you just run the third leg of the four by two. Guess what? You serve a purpose. You serve a role for the greater score. Uh, So we're gonna outline that with them and I'm gonna probably share this podcast with them about knowing your role because some people will do three to four events other people do one event and it's knowing your role and how you fit inside the piece of the puzzle to make it all fit together. You know, I just think, go ahead.
0: No, that track IQ is so important. I mean, we spend a considerable amount of time educating our kids, our wrestlers here in Iowa, cause we'll go into a duel and you get six points, 16 points. If you pin your kid, mm-hmm. you get five. If you win by tech fall 15 or more, you get four for a major decision eight to 14 points you get three for winning a decision and so we it really comes down to we try to tell our kids it's okay if you lose you can't get pinned because we want to give up three not six and if you get majored we'll give up four but we're still not giving up six and so you play that game within a game even when you're outmatched Mm -hmm. and I think that's huge for individual sports because this is how I the individual get to go out and contribute to us as a team yeah and I think that was what Eric Dickerson was trying to say in Watch My Smoke. And he was fresh when he went to the NFL. He The first two years in the league, he won Rookie of the Year, and then he went out and he set the NFL rushing record, which, by the way, almost 40 years later, hasn't been touched. Wow.
2: And we, had four, we had four running backs. I'm going back to this football thing. Did you have my wheels spinning? We had four running backs this year, and three of them would have started on any other team in our league. And I think we did a terrible job of allowing them to understand or us telling them what their role was. Hey, you're a third down back. Hey, this is, you're starting this because this. You're going to be this featured back because we're going to be in this type of personnel and do this. I think we did a terrible job this past year. Yes, we won a state title again, but I think we did a terrible job of outlining the roles of those running backs from last season. I mean, this is a challenge on me right now as we're recording to, to help kids understand what their role is and not even just kids, coaches and what their role is. Look, my, my wife and I are our
0: favorite show to watch and she watches a lot more of it now than I do, but it's Shark Tank. Mm. And you hear people go in the tank all the time with the one idea or they'll have a single product and the sharks will say that's not a business. They'll say you have a really good product, but that's not a business. And so i think the best businesses can see that apple knows they're going to sell this many iphones and then they're going to sell this many watches because of the iphone and then they're going to sell this many pair of airpods because of all that and they've got all these other accessories that Mm -hmm. i mean none of them are going to be as big as the iphone but they don't need to be because they all have a job to do and they all have a role and apple customers will shell out all kinds of cash because they want those products
2: that's right i I mean as you're sitting here talking, <laughs> I have those accessories. Um, so I, I get it. I, I like the fact that when we're we're talking about this, we're looking at it through the lens of like we want people to be successful. And I, and I guess the best way to look at this, we don't want you to be a one-hit wonder. Maybe that's right. We don't want you to go in this thing and and crash and burn. And then my challenge to head coaches is is allow your assistants to be a part of the process and listen to, look, ultimately I get it. Head coaches are head coaches and their final say, so is it. But I think the biggest knock is not letting your coaches coach and not allowing them to have feedback. So if you're a head coach and listening to this, I challenge you to to listen to the opinions of your assistants and hear them out because maybe they maybe they want a piece of the pie. Maybe they want a a more significant role. Um you know just some things my mind's racing on things that with knowing your role because it's more than just doing your job as we alluded to in the beginning. It's knowing what your role is and then doing it as what as the kids say go 100 right you go 100 uh and doing that to a full the, your full capability which then allows you to get i think more responsibility to so do this job do it well then you transition to another job that you know you get a bigger piece of the pie i guess you know
0: no i i think it's a valid point and it prepares you right and it builds Um, Captain Ron is maybe an underrated movie from the early 1990s, but it's one of my favorites. And uh, for those of you that maybe don't know, Kurt Russell is kind of this renegade boat pilot and captain, and they hire him. Martin Short and his family inherit a a boat from uh, some distant family members, and they hire Captain Ron to come help them learn how to sail. And he's trying to tell Martin Short's, you know, 10, 11-year-old son Well, you got to take out the trash first and you do that job and then you get a better job. And then you do that job and you get a better job. And so I think that's what we're talking about with the role. And if you're a leader, if you are defining roles and you are putting people in their position, then I think it comes back to what Eric Dickerson said, right? Like define it, allow them the latitude to get it done and do it on their
2: level. And then watch their smoke. Yeah. You know what? I had to look this up because I think I think we talked about wrestling on the last podcast, too. But didn't The Rock say, know your role and shut your mouth? He did. <laughs> How awful would that be if that was your, your organization's top-level leadership is know your role and shut your mouth, and they shut you out? So don't be like The Rock, right? I had to look it up, and I was like, I want to say that's The Rock. So, um, I don't know. This is good stuff. It's got my wheels turning. We'll probably talk again tonight after uh, we finish recording and hit on this. Because, man, what a what a topic to for coaches to dive in with their players, for head coaches to dive in with their assistants, uh, no matter the sport, about knowing your role and how you can make the collective better by knowing your role and going one hundred.
0: Well, no, that concludes Week 14's Motivation Monday. Coach Weaver, I think the uh, conversation has been really productive and uh, it really comes down to, do you know your role? And how can you make the life of other people around you better?
1: Culture Classroom is sponsored by ProQuickDraw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's pro quick draw.